Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. John 15, 1-4 I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. It's good to know what's been going on before Jesus said those words. The disciples had just come into Jerusalem and he kept warning them that he was going to be betrayed, handed over to the Romans and be crucified. They didn't get it. They thought it was all parables or something. They actually didn't want to hear it. They just wanted everything to stay the same. So Jesus had just uh, gone into the upper room, washed their feet, they shared the Last Supper. And now he went and walked out with them to the Garden of Gethsemane. I've been there into that place. I've walked those, that area around it. And, and I could just try and imagine all those disciples trying to get these things, that unexpected things he knew was about to happen and they didn't have a clue as they walked along with them. But he wanted them to know, despite all these short-term fast changes, in fact, because of them, God was getting them ready for long-term freedom fruitfulness. Jesus pointed to vines. Maybe it was, that was the season, the beginning of a season of new growth as they were walking along and he saw those vines and, and, and this, the vine dresser you see would have been at work. They could see the vines had been cut and pruned and cleaned. Now growth was starting to come. And then Jesus said those words to him, I am the true vine and my father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit and every branch that bears fruit he prunes so that it's going to bear more fruit. So what's the vine? Well, Jesus is the vine. And, and our Father is the owner of the vineyard, Jesus said. He's in charge of it all. He cares about it all. And Jesus said his Father is always working. Working to do what? To get the maximum return out of the field, out of the vine. Jesus is the vine. God's the vine dresser. Well, what am I? Who are you? What are we? In verse 5, Jesus says, you are the branches. So let's get that clear. Because sometimes I can start to think I'm the owner, that it's my land, it's my job, my church, my time, my money. It's all mine, so I'm in control. But then I get worried because so much is out of my control these days. And I don't think anybody's got much idea, to be honest, of what's going to happen in the future. They're all making it up as they go along, and so we can all get worried and it can feel out of control. How can I be in control when so much is out of control? It's just a recipe for stress, isn't it? When I don't know what's going on and what's going to happen. But then I remember, Jesus didn't say, I'm the vineyard owner. He didn't say, I'm the vine. What am I? What are we? We are the branches. That's it. Branches don't look all that great. You don't really even notice the branches. You might see the fruit. But branches, you see, don't get to be in charge. They don't have to be in charge. Branches don't decide what's going to happen next. It doesn't tell the gardener how to do its job. A good branch just stays 
plugged in. Connection is what matters, not control. A good branch just trusts the vine grower. It trusts he knows what's going on in the vineyard and he is working. He's doing his job. And you might look at the world and wonder what God is up to sometimes. But Jesus describes some of his work in those first eight verses. He says he's always doing something, whether it's removing or clearing or cleaning or pruning or picking up or throwing down or burning up. What's, what's our job then, you might say? Well, one thing, remain. Lots of translations use this word for that. Abide, abide. That's the job. Jesus just says it 11 times, he says, this is the job of the branch. Abide, 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 abide. We have to do that because he says, apart from me, apart from the vine, disconnected, you can do what? Nothing, he says in verse 5. Now, we like to feel like we're contributing. We want to feel in control. We think that the, we want to become a better branch, maybe. But actually, he says the way to do that is to, is to forget about control and remember about connection. See, that was, just that, that was one old word, was abide, but it links to another one in many other verses, in many other translations. You're going to hear the word abound. He says, Jesus says, if you're going to abide, the vine that abides is going to abound. It's going to produce much fruit. For who? For the vine grower. Because the vine grower has a purpose for the vine. It's not just there to make the garden look nice. He wants us to abound. In fact, count the number of times bearing fruit occurs. If you read through that passage, he says, he removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it more fruitful. He says, you've already been cleansed by the word that I've spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch can't bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I'm the vine, you're the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. But if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father will be glorified in this and it's through this people are going to know you're my disciples. Six times he talks about bearing fruit abounding, much fruit. God is single-focused. Here's what he wants for your life and mine. Fruit. Not just a little bit, much fruit. An abundance. Whatever's going on right now, whatever's going to go in the future, this is what God wants to do in your life and mine. He wants you and me to bear much fruit. And if you do that, what will it show? It's going to show that you're a disciple of Jesus. See, there is fruit that God will grow and it shows when it grows. And when it grows, it shows. It's a sign and a wonder. It's a miracle kind of life. It shows actually you're not one of those who's going to be thrown away or burned up. You're going to abide so that you can abound. And this isn't either or. Some people are like, well, I'm more of an abider and you can be an abounder. Or, or the other way around. 
Some of us are great at abounding, but not very good at abiding. Some of us are really good at staying close to Jesus and praying and having that kind of holy life. But what about abounding? Is your life bearing fruit? Am I, am I changing for the better? Is there growth in character, in generosity, in spiritual gifts? Do people who are not yet Jesus' disciples get to hear and see that I am, because of these ways, connected to him? Am I abiding? Am I abounding? Am I abounding? Am I abounding? Are we bearing much fruit? Fruit that will last. That's what he's interested in. And in our grow groups, we're going to be going into a study where we're going to be looking at the book of Galatians. Really encourage you to do that, to set the context of the whole of this. Because in Galatians chapter 5, the Apostle Paul lists the, the works of the flesh. Things that we end up just naturally doing. If we live the most natural life, as natural to everybody, it's, it's a pretty horrible picture and it's certainly not a, a, an abundant life. It's not a producing fruit that makes a difference for ourselves or for other people's uh, lives to live like that. But the thing is, Galatians also sets the context that this isn't something that we do. This isn't about me trying my best. This isn't about me trying harder to be a good person. In fact, Paul wrote to the Galatians to tell them that's exactly the opposite of the gospel. The good news of Jesus Christ is, I can't do this. Jesus has already done it. What I can't do, the person that I might have tried to be, who is loving and kind and good, I can't be that person. Jesus is that person. Jesus went to the cross 2,000 years ago to pay the price for the, the fact that I've lived my life as somebody who's been all about the flesh, who's all been about myself, who's all been uh, not about producing much fruit for anybody else perhaps, but just about what I can get for me. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came to earth and he came and he died in my place so that I could live a new life. And then when I invite up, if you've never done this, today's the day for you to be able to do this. When I open up my life, messy as it is, imperfect as I am, and I say, Jesus, would you forgive me? Would you give me a new life? He starts a work inside of me. that The change happens from the inside out. And it, you know, it takes time. The, the, the conversion moment of when I say yes to Jesus, it happens in an instant. Instant. It can happen today to you. You just say, Jesus, give me that new life. Do what I could never do. And if you've never done that, now's the time. You could, you know, just kind of press pause on this and talk to Jesus where you are and talk to the Father where you are and say, I want to produce a life that bears much fruit for me and for other people. I don't want to be one of those that is thrown away or burnt up. I want to be connected to you. Just talk to him about that. But that can happen in an instant where we get kind of transplanted. The Bible actually talks about being translated out of the dominion of darkness, coming into the kingdom of light, into the kingdom of his son whom he loves but that is never meant to stay there it starts there it's never meant to stay there throughout my life what's supposed to happen is that God wants to grow inside of me the fruit of the spirit 
We've just been in a series called The Summer of Miracles and we looked at miraculous things that, that only God can do. And these are spiritual realities that God wants us to live in. That Actually, there's so much more available to us than we naturally live our lives. Jesus said that we should be the kind of people who expect miracles, that we can pray for the sick, that we can have revelation from God, that when we don't know what to do, that he'll show us, that he'll help us, that he'll release to us words of prophecy, that if we're bound and need to be set free then in the name of Jesus we can be set free, set free from anything for him all of these different things are there for us as part of our inheritance as the kingdom uh, citizens as the sons and daughters of the king so all of this is what's happening in Galatians when, when Paul says I want you to live like you're free I want you to live like you've been adopted into this family you're no longer slaves you're sons of the living God so this isn't about me trying harder. There's things that I can do that would be, that I can do because I'm training, because I'm working at it, that I couldn't just do by trying. It's like, um, if I, how many of you, you know, if, if somebody said to you, can you run a marathon, that you'd say, yes, right away I could do a marathon. I couldn't do that just by trying. I couldn't run those 26 miles. But in the past, I've done it by training. There's things that I've done over time, and we're going to look at some of these things, that how it happens spiritually through this, this time we get to spend together. But there's things I can do by training that I couldn't do by trying. And there's practices that are going to help to be able to grow these things. But they're like the trellis, if you like, that the vine can hang on and the fruit can grow. If, you, if, if at the start of the year perhaps you joined us as we went through and read that amazing book um, by John Mark Comer about the ruthless elimination of hurry and he talked about spiritual practices being like a trellis that we can hang an abundant life on. But then it isn't about, again, we, the danger of that is we can end up making it about me trying my best and, and yeah, I'm trying and I'm training. But in the end, Jesus says the way that this grows, this fruit of the Spirit, is by trusting, it's by remaining, it's by abiding in Jesus, just spending time with him. You become like the people that you spend your most time with. You become like the people, the, the person um, who, who loves you, the person who has most say in your life will end up shaping you more than anybody else. Who is that? Well, if it's God, if it's Jesus, what the things that he says about you are going to become more and more true of you. And all of these things are true of Jesus. So this is the fruit of the Holy Spirit inside of us. Jesus comes when I ask him and invite him to come and live in my life. And then slowly but surely he wants to kind of take over and he wants to have these things start to grow in your life and in mine. So that, so that people come and they see the fruit of the Spirit. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to keep on doing this week by week. We're going to ask you, invite you to rate yourself on these areas. So if you're a Christian, by, then, then you can do this. If you're not yet a Christian, then all all this would be is something that's going to make you feel bad. It's going to make you feel like, well, I'm not necessarily that kind of person. Or it could make you feel proud because you could think, well, I am that kind of a person. And actually, in doing so, what you're, what you're doing is pushing yourself outside of the will of God because you're forgetting about your sin. You're forgetting that actually, naturally, none of us is able to live a life that's pleasing to God. Naturally, we're all sinners who need a saviour. 
And that's the thing that we have to deal with if you're not yet a Christian. But if you've, if, and so do that today, I urge you, talk to us, press the, the link and say, yeah, I want to talk to somebody, I'd like to pray with somebody about how I get this new life. But, but then there's like a little seed that's planted inside of you and then it starts to grow and the life of Jesus starts to grow inside of us. And these things start to take over slowly over time. So the question would be, would the people who are closest to me the people who, who, who spend their life with me, my family, my friends, my work colleagues, would they say over time, as I say I've been following Jesus, would they say I'm becoming more of a kind person than I used to be? Would they say that I'm somebody who's, who's exercising more self-control than I used to be? Would, they, would, would I be getting known to be somebody who's actively kind and doing, and doing good to other people more and more these days? Again, none of these things are perfection. We're not saying yet we're perfect, but we we should be, we should be uh, increasingly having this fruit grow and show in our lives as we abide. God wants us to abound in all these different areas. So rate yourself on these things. Um, there's a little song, I will, I'll even sing it, there you go, that, that we, I was taught years ago for the kids, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such there is no law. Helps you to be able to remember it, or at this point you're going to think, I'm never going to watch an Ivy thing again if he's in charge of the singing. Good job I'm not. Rate yourself. Number one, love. One to ten. Are you increasingly loving? And we're going to look at that next week, at what this love means, what the word means that Jesus is talking about. But just for, for now, just, just give yourself a score, one to ten. Love, joy. Are you increasingly joyful? Would, you know, are you like just feeding your life with news, with media, with all those kind of things that can keep bringing the joy level down? Um, what about peace? Are you a person of peace? Are you somebody who, who's known as, a, as getting more and more peaceful in your life, more and more serenity? Or is it more and more stressful for you? As you go through these things, I, I invite you to do so prayerfully and to rate yourself in these areas and say whether you're going to give yourself a five or a six or an eight, to say, Lord, I can't grow this in myself, but please, as I abide in you, as I trust in you, I want to grow these things. In fact, let me just pray like that now. Just right where you are. First of all, just to say to anybody who's, who's not yet sure you're a Christian, if you're not sure you're a Christian yet, then I'm sure you're not. Because if you were, you would know about it you would know that you'd become a new creation. And in fact, other people around you would know too, because there's no such thing as, as a secret Christian. Not in this country anyway. There's places around the world where to follow Jesus would mean that you'd be persecuted and you'd have to live a secret life to follow him. But in our culture, you've got to go public. It, it, this needs to be evident in our lives. So I invite you, first of all, to say to Jesus Christ, Lord, I'm sorry that very often I've just lived for myself and I haven't given you, who is God, who loves me that much, the due, the, the honour that is due to you. Thank you for loving me, even when I was unlovely, even when I couldn't love myself. Thank you for coming and loving me. Thank you for paying the price for my sins and giving me a fresh start in new life. And right now, I just bring the old life to you. And I trade it in and say, so I'd rather it was thrown away. I'd rather it was cut off and died so that then you can grow something new in me and through me. And I will live a fruitful and abundant life. 
maybe you want to say that for the first time or recommit to that just to say Lord grow in me what you want to grow in me so that around me it will show and then the rest of us just just abide for a minute let's just abide let's just re remain worshipping Jesus And Lord, for anybody watching now who's just got their heart open to you, come Holy Spirit and grow. Grow in me, grow in us, your love, assurance of your love. Lord, when we connect with you, how can we not be joyful? When we see your beauty, see how wonderful you are and that you love us. Peace now come in the name of Jesus. He says, he says to you, the peace that the world cannot give, I'm going to put that inside of you so you can give that to the world. The Lord is patient with us. He doesn't treat us as our sins deserve. Thank you, Lord. Grow patience in me. Patience with people who wrong me and, forget, and I need to forgive. Who's that? If somebody comes to mind, just release them to the Lord. Lord, thank you for your kindness. The Bible says your kindness leads us to repentance. Change in me anything that you need to change in me. Grow me in this next season. Carve stuff away that needs to be cut off. Grow what needs to be grown in me. Lord, you are good and your love endures forever. Let your goodness be evident in me. Let other people taste and see that the Lord is good when they see and connect with me. You are a faithful God in every season, in every storm of life. Lord, I receive that faithful love. Let me be faithful. Let me be somebody who lets my yes be yes and my no be no. Let me be full of faith and believe you that what you've said, you will do. Lord, you're gentle. You said, come to me and learn what it is because I'm, I'm faithful. And he says, I, you, you said, Lord, that you are gentle and humble of heart. Lord, give me that. I need that gentleness, that humility as I look more like you, sound more like you, love more like you. And Lord, self-control comes by me just laying down myself before you and saying, Holy Spirit, will you control my thoughts, my minds, my actions, my attitudes, my words, my life. In every area, I, I give control over to your Holy Spirit. Lead me and guide me into your ways, which are life and peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org slash media.